Welcome to Transform Your Life. I'm Deborah Demander, and today we're talking about gratitude. Gratitude seems to be a buzzword these days. It's on t-shirts, it's on coffee mugs. Actually, I have a couple of shirts that both say gratitude or grateful on them, and I think I've got a coffee mug in my cabinet that has, it says grateful and blessed or something like that. And that's okay. It's good to be aware of the idea of gratitude, but what does it really mean? How do we bring gratitude into our lives? And does it matter? Does it matter if we're grateful or does it matter if we have a gratitude practice? That's what we're going to talk about today. So I spent the month of January, I belong to a Law of Attraction self-development book club, Francesca Amber on She's on, she's on all the places, Pod, uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. She has a Patreon book club uh, with the Law of Attraction books. The Law of Attraction Changed My Life is her pod. And I would encourage you to check it out because it's just fantastic. Anyway, in January, the book we did, and she does this every January with the pod, we did The Magic by Rhonda Byrne. Rhonda Byrne, you might know from The Secret, which came out back in the, I'm going to say the 90s, maybe the late 90s, excuse me, I'm not exactly sure when The Secret came out, but The Magic came out shortly thereafter, and The Magic is a 28-day gratitude practice. Every day, the book gives, um, it gives exercises it talks about different areas of your life to be to practice gratitude. And the idea is that as we practice gratitude for what we have, we'll have more abundance in our lives. We'll have more of what we want in our lives. As we're grateful for the people we love, we'll find more people to love and to be grateful for. As we're grateful for the things we have, we'll be surrounded by better things and the things we desire. So I don't know if that book worked. I I mean, I spent the month doing the gratitude practices. And to be quite honest, I didn't see any remarkable changes. I, I do feel better. However, I feel more, I guess, peaceful and maybe joyful and less stressed about all the things in my life that I can't control, which is actually pretty much everything. I can control myself. That's about it. Everything else is pretty much out of my control. So that gratitude practice gave me uh, some peace of mind. And it was a good reminder to be grateful for the people that I do have in my life. Um, there was a day of, one of the days of the month we did, we looked at, I think, three relationships that weren't working well in our lives or three relationships that had kind of broken down. And we did some practices around how to heal those relationships, which I found very helpful. There were a lot of different practices in that book. Point being, it was a great practice for the month, and I have noticed that I'm starting my days feeling a lot more grateful for what I do have, and I'm not quite so worried about how things are going to work out or if things are going to work out, because the truth is everything always works out. Maybe not exactly the way we're planning or the way we think they should work out, but pretty much everything always works out. It's just a matter of the how. So, you know, I I remember spending a lot of time not feeling grateful in my life, and it's quite a contrast to, to wake up and feel grateful. And 
that's all an internal thing. It really doesn't have a lot to do with external circumstances. But I had some pretty difficult circumstances in my life. I, I was thinking while I was taking a shower right before this pod, I was thinking about a time in my life when I had, let's see, I had just given birth to my fifth child. Five out of eight. Yeah, Clayton is the fifth. And so he was he was a few months old. This was probably in the fall. He was born in the spring, and this was in the fall. So he might have been six months old. And we lived, so it was my my son and my two daughters who were about seven and eight at the time, roughly. I'm just uh, rough on the estimates. I could go figure it all out, but I don't want to do that right now. Anyway, um, so we lived in a gutted out trailer. And when I say gutted out, it was literally, there was no kitchen. The kitchen was completely gone. The floor had rotted out and there was some, uh, not even plywood particle board over it. The living room, there was no door. We, we bought a piece of actual plywood and nailed it to the opening where a door would be. There was one bedroom at the far end of the trailer that had a bathroom. And that bathroom had a toilet and a shower stall. And then at the end of the trailer where we lived, there was, it was right by the back door to the trailer, and there was a bedroom and a bathroom with a bathtub, and I think it had a toilet, and it also had a, um, I like a, what are those called, hot plates to heat water on and whatnot. It wasn't a stove, it was just a hot plate. And we did not have any hot water. There was no hot water heater, so... <laughs> I used to heat water on that hot plate in a pot and I would dump panful by panful into the tub and add cold water until there was enough for the kids to take a bath. My two little girls would take a bath, I'd bathe the baby, and then I would bathe myself. It was in the springtime, I think after winter was over, and this was in Colorado, and it was that year was there was a terrible, terrible winter snowstorm in like October. And it snowed so much that the one door we had, the back door, opened out. And the snow was so deep that we were actually snowed into this trailer. We could not get out because the front was barricaded with a plywood board that was nailed to the wall. The back door opened out and there was probably, I don't remember, three feet of snow or something. It was a couple of days before we could get out of that trailer. But in the spring, we bought, my, my kid's dad bought um, a big roll of irrigation pipe. It was probably a couple hundred feet long, one inch, I think it was one inch black irrigation pipe, rolled in a big coil. And he hooked that into the water line down at the far end of the trailer. And that end of the trailer, we didn't really go into. There wasn't any heat. We only had like a space heater in the we lived in one end and we had started remodeling the far end. So there was a shower stall, there was a toilet, there was a gutted out bedroom that we were remodeling. We were going to start at that end and come all the way back to where we were living and remodel the whole thing and then sell it. Anyway, so we took this black pipe, we, in, we hooked it into the water line. I couldn't tell you how we did all that. I don't remember now, but, and for about... 45 seconds you could have hot water because we put that big coil of pipe on the south side of the trailer so it was in this bright Colorado sun and it would heat up nice and hot even when it was cold outside the sun would heat that pipe 
And you could stand in that water for about 45 seconds and have a really nice hot shower. And then it was over instantly and it was cold. (laughs) And I will never forget how grateful I was to stand in that water just for a few seconds and take a shower. And then, you know, six months or so later when we moved out of there, we sold it. We remodeled the whole thing, made it really nice, sold it, moved into the next project. But the next trailer that we moved into did have hot running water. And I remember thinking, I was so grateful to have hot running water. And I thought, I will never forget. I will never forget how awful those months were. Almost a year. It wasn't quite a year. But I I promised myself to never forget how awful that was. And to always be grateful for hot running water. So just now when I was in the shower, I remembered that. And... I remember, and I said in my shower, oh, I'm so grateful to have all the hot water I want. And I love staying in hotels because sometimes I take very, very long showers. And I also love to take very long, very hot baths, especially at hotels. I don't do it so much at home, but when I'm in a hotel, I love to fill the bathtub and soak and soak and soak and soak because it has so much hot water. So sometimes in our lives, we can have a moment or an experience or an opportunity where we are lacking something essential. And then when we have that thing again, we are, we feel so much relief and so much gratitude and so much appreciation. And that's what I felt. And every time I take a shower, I don't, maybe I don't remember that every day, but gratitude was on my mind because I knew I would be recording this podcast And I was thinking about just through the course of my life, how I have been grateful for things and, and also not grateful for things. Sometimes we're ungrateful and that shows up differently in our lives. (laughs) We had, (laughs) I had my car break down and had the good fortune to be passing by an old farm and they had a Subaru out there for sale and it was like a 1980 Subaru And my mom lent me the money. We went and bought the Subaru and drove it around. And first of all, I was so grateful to have that car because it was very reliable. It wasn't much to look at, but I was so grateful. And by then, I mean, this was many, many years later. So the older girls were all, all my older kids were grown. I had just my three youngest kids at home then. And I was so grateful to have this goofy little Subaru. <laughs> so here's here's two two experiences with the Subaru. One is gratitude and one is ingratitude. I after having that little car for a few years, I trained, you know, I taught my kids how to drive it. it was a stick shift, so they all learned how to drive a stick shift, which I think is important. And then after a few years, I was able to purchase my own vehicle. I'd never before purchased a vehicle myself and I'd never had a car loan before I'd never bought a new car and I didn't actually buy a new car I bought a jeep and I bought it it was like two years old I think but I did it myself and I was so grateful to the dealership for the opportunity they gave me to buy my first car and I was I had been in the process of rebuilding my credit and establishing myself I was a single mom and I had still three kids living at home and I was so, so grateful to the dealership. I didn't even know, you know, this was funny. I I was, gosh, I was in my 40s. I didn't know what the interest rate was. I didn't know what the full loan amount was. I didn't care. What I cared about was that I could make the payments every month and I had a 
vehicle that I didn't have to be worried about breaking down. And I was so grateful. And the Subaru, Homer, its name was Homer, <laughs> my um, the oldest child living at home, she got to drive Homer for a while and she loved it. She, you know, she had fun with her friends and was able to drive that car. Well, so there was a lot of gratitude. And then the next daughter down got Homer and she hated that car. She did not want Homer. She wanted something nicer. And the funny thing is that she was so, I don't want to say she was ungrateful because I don't really know what her state of mind was, but she complained about that car all the time. And what happened was it broke down and we took it to the mechanic two or three times and he could never find anything wrong with it. And he said, Deborah, there's nothing wrong with this car. There's no reason why it shouldn't start. The starter's fine. The battery's fine. The alternator's fine. Like all the things you would check. And that car would just die in the middle of the road. And my daughter would get so mad. And she would yell about how much she hated this car. And I, I'm convinced that it was her bad energy was just killing that car. And I think we took it to a junkyard. And I think somebody bought it because I saw it around town later. And, you know, I, I don't think there was actually anything wrong with the car. It was just a combination of bad energy between my daughter and Homer. Anyway, so there are a lot of times in our lives when we have great things like buying your first car where you're just so grateful for that to work out and it just feels so good. But, you know, sometimes we get caught up in our lives and we get worried about what's happening or how things are going to happen or what how things will work out. And we forget about gratitude. We forget to pause and take a look around us. And appreciate what we already have in our lives. I know that I recently moved and left behind my, I had a great, I have, I have great clients in the town that I moved from, wonderful, wonderful friends who I love. And it was really hard to leave. And I was in the, in the months of planning to move and packing and all of that. I was really grateful for the people in my life who just stood beside me and encouraged me and, and helped me be strong. And then when I came to my new place, I, I met people and I started to make friends, but I, I, I think I felt so ungrateful. I just felt so isolated and so alone and was really having a struggle getting my business started and, and meeting people and finding people. And I went back to the basics of what I had done when I moved to Wyoming. I, I started doing things, you know, going to Rotary and going to Toastmasters and, and meeting people and taking the time to seek out opportunities to get to know people. And I decided to stop pushing and stop making, trying to make things happen. And I decided uh, a few months ago that I would just be grateful. I would be grateful for the people who were already in my life. I would be grateful for the friends that I still have in Wyoming, even though they're far away, they're still my friends. I can still talk to them. I can still reach out. I still love them. And I can be grateful for the opportunities that I'm finding now, the opportunities to meet people the opportunities to recreate my business. And I'll tell you what, every client I am so grateful for. 
And I am so grateful for the experience of the business that I had and the clients that I had and the opportunities that I had. There's nothing like losing what you had to make you um, realize how lucky or how fortunate or how blessed your life was. So how can we practice gratitude in our own lives? That's, you know, like I said, so it's on our t-shirts, on our coffee mugs. But do we really pause and do we really think about what we're actually grateful for? That can be kind of hard. I have some ideas about ways you can bring gratitude into your everyday life. One of the things that I like to do is I start with gratitude Usually every morning, I try to every morning in my journaling, but if I don't have time to journal, which happens, some, some days I just get started early and I, I don't have time to sit down. But I still take time to be grateful. And it really is, it has to be something you consciously choose to do. You, you're not going to just feel grateful. Well, sometimes you might. Sometimes you might just feel grateful out of nowhere, but you will you will be able to cultivate an experience of gratitude when you have a regular practice. And that's a little bit different than just waiting for the feelings to come. One of the things that I like to do is a journaling practice. And if I don't, as I said, if I don't have time to write it down, there's nothing wrong with saying it out loud as you're driving to work or driving to wherever or just thinking it. But I like to write it down to remind myself in the morning what I'm grateful for. Every morning I, I, I used to sit at my desk for a long time. I would sit at my desk and I would, I wasn't feeling grateful, but I would write out a list. I'm grateful for my dogs. I'm grateful for my house. I'm grateful for my, but I wasn't feeling it. The difference now, and I guess it's since I did that book, The Magic. Again, it's The Magic by Rhonda Byrne, and it's a great book just for cultivating a gratitude practice. And Anyway, so I, I've done for years, I've done a gratitude list because, you know, every self-help book says, oh, you should do a gratitude list. Write five things you're grateful for, that five things you like about yourself, five things, whatever. And I've done that for a long time, and it's become kind of a, you know, like um, when kids, sometimes when kids do uh, like a prayer, have you ever been around when kids aren't really feeling grateful? Thank you for the, thank you for the food. Thank you for my family. Thank you for my dogs. Thank you for my whatever. And that's kind of what I was doing for many years. I wasn't feeling grateful. I was just saying the words. I was writing the words. I'm grateful for my house. I'm grateful for my Jeep. I'm gr- actually, I'm always really grateful for my Jeep. I love my Jeep. So that's a, tr- that's a true statement. But a lot of times we just get in that habit of, of not feeling grateful, but just saying the words, oh, I'm so grateful for my blah, 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 whatever it is. So instead of that, Take a moment to feel. What are you actually grateful for? This morning, I was so grateful for my my coffee. I made it just the way I love it. I've been using a... (laughs) Here's funny. I've been using mud water, which I saw on... I think I saw an ad on Instagram several years ago during COVID, so 2020. So three years ago. And it's a coffee uh, alternative. It's a 
caffeine free or low caffeine. It's got mushrooms, reishi mushrooms and cordiopsis and it's got chai. It's got turmeric. It's got, it's got all kinds of great things that are good for your health. It's supposed to um, be adaptogens. The mushrooms are adaptogenic. So using them over time will help your nervous system be calmer is the theory. And it's a coffee replacement drink. So it's like a powdered drink that you add hot water to and you whisk it. And then you can add, um, they also sell a coconut creamer that's coconut uh, MTC oil and coconut, I think. And so that creamer is powdered and you can add that to make yourself a fake latte. Well, <laughs> I like to use my mud water with my espresso. And that is actually one of their recipes. It's um, called a dirty, dirty mud or I think it's called a dirty mud latte. So I, <laughs> I mix the mud water powder and the coconut creamer powder and my... Um, is that stuff called bio, my biotin? Is that it for my hair? I mix all that together and then I um, make espresso in my espresso maker. <laughs> so I use my coffee sup, my coffee replacement in my coffee. And I made the best. I have a great espresso maker. And so I made the best, best, best coffee this morning. And it was so good. It was just what I needed. And I was also really grateful for, I filled up my hummingbird feeder yesterday and I had probably three or four new hummingbirds at my feeder, which always makes my heart very joyful, especially given the fact that it's February and I have had hummingbirds at that feeder all since I moved here, which was in August. So all through the winter they've been here. I was also very grateful today, just looking outside at the sun coming through the trees. The trees are, the, the deciduous trees are still leafless. However, the grass is bright, bright green. It's starting to come up now and it's this spectacular shade of just brilliant green that I don't know if I've ever seen in real life. Maybe in the Crayola pack, I think it's called spring green, but it's a real color. It's the color of the grass in my backyard. And I just, oh, I was so grateful to see that beautiful green grass it just made my heart feel so joyful excuse me I um, also spent some time in gratitude for the new clients that I've I found or who have found me and for the people listening to my podcast and reading my blogs I'm so grateful for all of you so thank you thank you for being here When I feel into gratitude, when I feel into my heart, that feeling of joy and um, just the feeling of delight, the feeling of having received something wonderful that didn't come from me but came from outside of myself, that, that is what gratitude is all about. It's about feeling that, the feeling that there is something good in the world and that we have benefited from that good thing in the world. I took a walk um, right before I did this podcast. I went for a walk outside and it just felt so good to be in the sunshine, to be breathing fresh air. And so for a while, I just did, I just did a little mantra. Thank you. Thank you. With every step I said, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And it felt so good. And it really added meaning to my walk and it kind of distracted my mind. 
I tend to have a busy mind, so it distracted me from my usual worrying about every little thing. So a gratitude practice is a good way to bring real heartfelt gratitude into your lives. Another thing that I like to do, not every day, but especially when I'm in a bad mood, a gratitude rant is a great way to change your mood in a quick hurry. I used to have a job that I didn't particularly love. I was grateful to have the job. I was, you know, I always like to have a steady income. But my boss would sometimes rag on me. There was always deadlines. There was a lot of expectations outside of myself. I have pretty high standards for myself in terms of being to work early and getting my work done on time. And But the boss's expectations were so unrealistic and he was just not very nice. So I would, I call this a gratitude rant and I would get in my car and I would be so annoyed on my way to work and it wasn't but a five minute drive. So for the five minutes, and you could just do this for one minute because really it'll improve your mood. So if you're in a bad mood, it's really difficult to go from a foul mood to, oh great, everything's wonderful, I feel great it's hard to make that huge jump in how you feel. What you can do is go from a irritated or grumpy or pissed off mood to feeling a little bit better, to finding some relief. So this gratitude rant will help you take a step in the right direction, maybe from being totally pissed off to being at least accepting of where you're at or um, kind of neutral maybe. So moving up the emotional scale. So what you do is you, I do it when I'm driving because I'm by myself usually and I can rant out loud in my car. (laughs) You can do it at your house if you're by yourself. Probably your family will think you're crazy if you do it and they're around. But if your family's the ones who are pissing you off, (laughs) it might be the perfect thing to do. So what you do is you look around you for things that you like or things that make you happy or things that aren't terrible. For example, so I get in my Jeep and I say, I'm so glad I have this Jeep to drive to work in. I'm so glad it's not snowing. I'm grateful that I have a job to go to. I'm glad that the light turned green. I'm so glad that the roads aren't icy. Oh, I love the way the trees look in this light. Oh, I love the sunshine. I love that I get a close parking spot. I love that my boss isn't here yet. I love that I have time in the office to myself so I can get my work done. I love that I can use the bathroom without having to ask permission, whatever it is. So you just, if you could for five minutes or one minute or 30 seconds, look around you and see what you love and say it out loud and just rant about the things you like or the things you appreciate. It sounds silly, but when you try it, you might notice that it really does help lift your lift your mind lift your heart out of the doldrums and then a final practice before we go is at the end of the day whoever you're with if you're sitting down to a meal with friends or you're um, even if you're by yourself you could do this I do it by myself a lot you can say to your friends or to your partner whoever you're with what was the best part of your day we used to do this with our kids and or I used to do it with my kids I should say I would, we would sit down for dinner and I would say to them, what was the best part of your day today? And I would make them answer me. And, you know, sometimes they were pretty silly because they didn't want to do it. But 
And, you know, they'd say, oh, being home, having dinner with you, mom, or whatever. But sometimes they were actually genuine in the good things that they shared. But when you're with adults and you think, think about what the best part of your day was. And I do this before I go to bed. I, um, I think about what the very best part of my day was. The other day I met, I had a new client and she was just this fantastic woman. And I told her before she left, I said, you are the very best part of my day today. Thank you. And she was delighted and I was delighted. I was glad to tell her that. And that's, you know what, one more gratitude practice and then I'm going to say goodbye. Tell someone what you appreciate. Actually, on my walk today, I walked I walk past this yard and it's got a beautiful, beautiful Japanese garden. Even in February, the garden is absolutely beautiful. And the gentleman who lives there, I presume that's who he was, was outside kind of puttering around in the yard and in and out through the garage. And so I stopped and I said, excuse me. I want to tell you how beautiful your yard is and it feels so peaceful when I walk by there because it truly does. It just has beautiful energy. I can't wait to see it in the spring and summer when it's um, fully alive. Even in the winter though, it's absolutely beautiful. So tell someone if someone has made a difference. The guy at Walgreens today was so nice and I told him that. I said, Steve, thank you for being so pleasant and so helpful. And I could see it made his day. He got a big smile and he said, thank you. So a final gratitude practice is just tell somebody that they made a difference in your life. And with that, I thank you for listening and I'll talk to you next week. Bye. Mm-hmm.